0: What's going on guys? Austin here. And in this video, we are going to be taking a look at overreaction Monday on a Tuesday. How are we supposed to react to some of these games? So the first game, one of the biggest games that I want to look at is the Dolphins sneaking past the Bills. Somehow they safety themselves up four with like a minute left and still ended up winning the game. Are the Dolphins a Super Bowl contender? We see Tua did not have a fantastic game, but he's still having a fantastic season. Uh, the Dolphins only had 212 yards of total offense, but they had four sacks, whereas the Bills seemed to have everything that they wanted offensively besides scoring. See right here, Josh Allen had 400 yards, only two touchdowns. He led the team in rushing yards, and he had several Several players over 50 receiving yards, but like I said, only two scores. So the story of this game is a sluggish Miami defense or sluggish Miami offense and a competent Miami defense. I did not expect them to be as great of a defensive team without the brain trust that is Brian Flores and his ability to put players in the right position. So what I'll say is it's no big deal, but. But if the Dolphins continue to play defense on this level, then it's going to start to be time to worry. All right, so the Jags, they beat the breaks off the Chargers 38-10. My question last last week was, are the Jags legit? Now is it, will the Jags win the AFC South? Trevor Lawrence had a very good game. Uh, James Robinson, super efficient on the ground. Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, they looked amazing. The defense had a sack, a fumble recovery, and an interception. Uh, You know, Herbert is hurt, uh, but moreover than that, the offensive line lost for Sean Slater. The weapons, you know, Keenan Allen wasn't there. Not a great look for the team. The Chargers haven't played a fully healthy game yet, and I doubt that they will at all this season because of the loss of Rashawn Slater. But the question is, will the Jags win the AFC South? And my my standpoint is still no big deal. Right now, the Jags have two wins. Now one of them is a divisional win over the Colts. That's a big deal. But both the Colts and the Titans each have one win. Now, obviously the Texans are 0-2-1, but they don't have a three, you know, a 3-0, you know, record. They're not, you know, two and a half or one and a half, whatever you want to call it, games up in their division. So right now the Titans. And the Colts both have better rosters, better offensive lines. I'd say comparable overall skill players. I think the Jags actually might have the best collection of weapons in this division. Uh, but the coaching, you know, it, it's starting to take a step up. It's really their defense that's winning them this game. But until further notice, we're not going to sell out on the Jags winning this division just yet. Now, the Panthers. Beat the Saints twenty-two to fourteen. If you watched this game, you are you're either addicted to gambling or you have an intense love for the game of football in its purest form. Because all you care about is just watching the sport itself. There was nothing good about this game besides the defense. Uh, Jameis Winston played awful. I know. I see that he had three hundred and fifty-three yards. He played garbage. Baker Mayfield. His stats show that he played like garbage. Um, you know the one bright spot in this game. Uh, the two running backs, Alvin Kamara, CMC, both, uh, you know, facing a little bit of issues. Kamara, you know, he's a little bit banged up. CMC, he hasn't been banged up this season, but they've been limiting his usage, I think, in a, in the hopes to keep him from getting banged up. But you know, he's he's been averaging, you know, about 20 carries and you know, 90 100 yards a game, so that's really nice on his standpoint. But the question is, are Jameis and Baker holding their teams back? And what I what I ask by this is if these teams had a quarterback like Jared Goff or, or middle-of-the-pack Tua, middle-of-the-pack Mac Jones, middle-of-the-pack Kirk Cousins, would they be better? And the answer is clearly and obviously yes. You have to sell these quarterbacks. I mean, look at these stat lines. With the type of weapons that the Saints have, they have Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry, Marquez Callaway. They've got Alvin Kamara. And they've got Mark Ingram, all on the Saints. Then the Panthers have fantastic defense. They've been playing so well all year. I love C.J. Henderson, love J.C. Horn, uh, love love the big guys up front. They're not as talented, uh, you know, as other defenses are, but they're playing better than I thought they would. Um, and both of these teams just need accurate quarterbacks to get the balls to the weapons. And neither of these quarterbacks are good at that. Jameis is more like a Brett Favre type of player. I mean, he's honestly like, you know, great value brand, Brett Favre. Uh, And Baker Mayfield, he's, I mean, I don't don't even know what you'd want to call him. He's basically like baby Jameis Winston, just like smaller Jameis. Um, These quarterbacks are holding their teams back. I think that the Saints would win the division if they had Jared Goff at quarterback. And I think they would win the division running away if they had Jared Goff at quarterback. Uh, which just goes to show you how far Winston, I, I feel, is dragging this team down. Sell the quarterbacks now. Lamar and the Ravens leap past the Patriots, thirty-seven to twenty-six. Now Matt gets hurt in the game, uh, but at that point the game was pretty much over. I mean, they beat them by eleven, but really throughout the whole way, uh, the Ravens were just leading, and then eventually the Patriots kept coming back. So the question is, can Lamar carry the Ravens to the Super Bowl now? The defense had three sacks and the defense had four turnovers, but they still gave up 26 points in like in three and a half quarters, uh, which is more than what you'd want in the middle of a blowout against a team that doesn't really have weapons and their top wide receiver is out. Can Lamar carry the Ravens to the Super Bowl? I think he can, but the defense needs to get right. Uh, You know, mostly they need to get healthy. Marlon Humphreys, Marcus Peters, I think, um, I don't, I think Marcus Peters played. I don't know if um, I don't know if he did, but the whole secondary is basically banged up. Uh, Kyle Hamilton, the safety out of Notre Dame, he's going to need to find his role in this defense. Um, now he's making the transition from you know Notre Dame Brian Kelly to uh, Mike McDonald, the former Michigan defensive coordinator. So there should be some some uh, level of understanding as to where his skill set is because he has the ability to be the best defensive player on this team. Uh, but he just needs to realize it. As far as the offense goes, Lamar is doing a great job at, you know, turning bum wide receivers into, you know, single game stars, whether it's Rashad Bateman or Devin DuVernay. Uh, you know, he's finding these guys. Isaiah Likely, the Coastal Carolina tight end that got drafted in like the sixth round of the Ravens. I actually love him. Uh, and then by the end of the season, they're going to have uh, the Michigan defensive end. can't think of his name right now, but he got injured and his pro day and that should make them better come playoff time if he's available. Uh, so I'd say it's I'd say it's time to worry. You know, like this team has enough pieces to build a solid foundation that Lamar can pull them into that Super Bowl contender category. They don't have as good of a roster as the Chiefs. They don't have as good a good roster as the Chargers. Uh, nowhere near the roster that the Bills do. But after that, I mean, it's kind of like them, the Dolphins. Uh, you know, the Bengals, the Browns, they're all kind of in this category. But the difference is going to be this quarterback is playing for this team all season. And right now he is the MVP. The Vikings come back on Lions 28 to 24. They lead the NFC North. That was a fantastic game. If you like watching good football, that was a Lions kind of like, you know, you know, beating the Vikings early, starting to lead out heavy, heavy front runners. Uh, And then the Vikings, you know, just kind of systematically brought their way back into the game. A couple key stops, a couple missed kicks helped them along the way, but still a very good game of football. You see the quarterbacks, they had they had good quarterback stat lines, 260 yards, two touchdowns for Cousins, 277 yards for Goff, a touchdown and interception. That's really what good football is. If you have 500 yards and four touchdowns, it like to me, it just feels like it just feels like there was a mismatch. Um but this is this this was just a great football game, uh, you know. The Lions, uh, DeAndre Swift, a little banged up. He ended up having to leave the game, while Jamal Williams ended up, you know, coming in and having a really good game on his own. Dalvin Cook, I would say this was somewhat of a coming out party for him. Um, you know he he's been really slow this season. Uh, now Justin Jefferson got absolutely shut down by Jeffrey Okuda. Okuda had you know, like 50% of the snaps was covering Justin Jefferson and he got targeted six times for three receptions, nine yards and a 53% passer rating, which is not 53%, 53 passer rating, which is just atrocious. Now, at the same time, Adam Thielen and KJ Osborne ended up having their great games. Both teams had only one defensive play in the entire game. Anzalone, Alex Anzalone had a sack for the lions and Metellus had that game saving interception on golf to end the game. But the question is are the Vikings the NFC North favorites? And the answer is no. I'm going to say there's no big deal. I like the I like the Vikings more than I did last year. I still don't believe in their offensive line. I don't don't fully believe in their defense yet. But as far as I'm concerned, I think the Lions are a better football team. Uh, and I think certainly the Packers are a better football team as soon as Aaron Rodgers and these re- these young receivers specifically Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson, Alan Lazard, as soon as they all get on that same page of what their role is in this offense, I think think the league is going to have a problem trying to guard them because they're going to be one of the most different teams. Not difficult, but different teams. And that is what makes them hard to game plan for. So as far as the Vikings are concerned, I like them not enough to say that they're the NFC North favorites. The Eagles beat up the Commanders 24 to eight, same way that they beat the Minnesota Vikings, 24 to seven. The only team that they haven't beat up that they played this year was the Lions. They ended up just barely winning. I think that one was 38 to 35 or something like that. But the 3-0 Eagles, are they the best team in the league? They have an absolute uh, domination of two teams, the Commanders and the Vikings, who I predicted Uh, would either be in the playoffs or be in playoff contention as far as the Vikings are concerned. I don't know. I can't remember if I had them in. And then they barely snuck past the Lions, who I also think are a uh, eight, maybe even nine-win team. Uh, But Hertz had 360 total yards, three touchdowns, no turnovers, another fantastic game. Uh, Devontae Smith had the game one A.J. Brown stat line with eight receptions, 170 yards and a touchdown, just absolutely blew them out. On the other side, Carson Wentz had 233 yards, no touchdowns, no turnovers. He was sacked nine times in this game, which is an unbelievable amount of pressure. Uh, Antonio Gibson had 12 carries for 38 yards and the lone touchdown of the Commanders. Jerry McLaurin had his 102 yards, which was good for them, Uh, but there there was no answer that the Commanders' offensive line had for the Eagles' front seven. And so... You know, all of you guys know, if you watch, I'm a fan of Carson Wentz, and I do not believe that he deserves any of the type of disrespect that y'all give him. Uh, Honestly, Jameis Winston is the guy that you all think Carson Wentz is. Carson Wentz, in my opinion, Carson Wentz is closer to Patrick Mahomes than he is to Jameis Winston. And I I will stand by that until I can see something that would make me believe otherwise. Getting sacked nine times will not make me believe that you are a bad quarterback. But that being said, are the 3-0 Eagles the best team in the league? And I'm saying it's time to worry. Now, I've got my power rankings that, were, that are going to be coming out after this. I've got them posted on Twitter. Uh, they're going to be on Instagram. They're you know going to be posted to TikTok. But will you be able to see where I've got the Eagles? Are they going to be at the number one spot? Can they supplant the Bills and the Chiefs, who are the only two teams above them, from last week? Maybe, maybe not. But for sure, it's time to worry. Now, the Chiefs lose 20-17 to against a winless Colts team. Can the Colts mount an AFC South comeback? Matt Ryan was not particularly impressive. He had 222 yards, two touchdowns. Um, They were mostly dead throughout the entire game. And the Chiefs, most of their miscues all really happened on special teams. Now, the offense was a little bit slow. They really couldn't get any sort of a running game in. Uh, You look across – you look across the board there was no real especially great uh, performances maybe the chiefs defense getting five sacks against the i would what i would call a good offensive line for sure top 10 um, but can the Colts mountain afc south come back i'm going to say it's time to worry once we get them all together you know once we get uh shack what it, what it, Shaquille Leonard Darius Leonard once we get Shaquille Leonard back on the field you know we're going to see a different offense once we get Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce and Jonathan Taylor and the offensive line all working together you know all clicking together can this be the best team in the AFC South it's possible in my opinion it's going to be between them and the Titans you now we all heard about you know the Jags and the the mess that they're causing you know they could be three and0 they're they're two and one. But I'm going to say it's time to worry because the Colts are an incredible uh, front running team. If they have a lead, it's very hard for you to get to get back out ahead on them. I didn't like the move to get Matt Ryan, but we'll see if it ends up paying off. Now, the Packers barely sneak past the Bucks, 14 to 12. They had an eight point lead with about two minutes left. Their defense just seemed to just stop playing. Brady drove down. After playing awfully, like just awful football the entire game, he just drove down for an easy touchdown uh, on that final drive. But he really, he had some uh, like situational miscues where he should have got a delay of game on the play that resulted in the touchdown. And he did get a delay of game on the two-point conversion. Now you look at these stat lines, obviously nothing super impressive. I mean, 270 yards and a touchdown seems Good, but not when you can't get the ball, you know, into field goal range. You re, I mean, they they were really struggling on that standpoint all day. Uh, the Bucks had two field goals. The Packers had two touchdowns. Now, Aaron Rodgers had his two touchdowns. The you know hundred some yards in those first two drives. Aaron Jones he hands it off, fumbles on the you know the goal line, could have gone up twenty one to three, but ended up you know giving the Bucks the ball back. And from there on out, the Packers offense kind of shut down. Now, I'm not worried about the Packers offense. I know eventually it is going to figure itself out. But what I did like to see is that the Packers defense is somewhat finding their footing. Now, they did get busted up on that last drive. And the Bucks are not a healthy football team fully. But the Packers need to start implementing better defensive packages because they have all of the pieces to be the best secondary and the best front seven in the entire National Football League, and they just have yet to play like it. So are the Bucs in trouble? I'm saying sell the team. I, I I just, I think the Packers are good, but not great at this point. And somehow they still managed to stop the Bucs from scoring 15 points. Uh, and I get like, oh, you know, the, the wide receivers are, aren't there, but that's what you get when you have, uh, you know, an injury-prone Julio Jones and an injury-prone Chris Godwin. and a banged up offensive line and Mike Evans, who's a punk that just likes to take cheap shots at defensive backs. Like you are not going to have a fully present offense. Gronk is gone. OJ Howard is gone. Like it's just Brady and Brady is not a good enough quarterback to carry a team by himself. This defense is fantastic. This defense is absolutely fantastic. If you want to win anything of consequence this year, you need to sell the entire future and mortgage everything on making this year this team better because it is not going anywhere besides a potential wild card loss if they even make it that far now the rams beat the cardinals 20 to 20 to 12 can the rams compete in the nfc so far they have not looked great you see the stat lines up here uh the defense has not been fantastic yet i see that they only gave up 12 points they did not look great the offense put up 20 points not a great outlook We've I've been worried about the Rams all year ever since their week one meltdown, not even a meltdown ever since their week one collapse, uh, especially from the offensive line standpoint, Stafford has not looked like a good quarterback. He still has a negative touchdown to interception ratio. Um, And so, you know, for that reason, for the first time, I'm saying it's time to worry. I get that they have two consecutive wins. Still time to worry. I do not like the outlook of this team as long as the offensive line has yet to figure it out as long as Stafford. His arm isn't right, and as long as the defense is not playing its best football. Now, the Broncos slug past the 49ers in one of the worst football games ever put on national television, 11-10. to 10. Do the Broncos have an offensive problem? Now, everyone's going to blame Nathaniel Hackett. Now, the funny thing is, last year, the Seahawks had DK Metcalf and Will Disley and Gerald Everett. And Tyler Lockett and Rashad Penny and an OK offensive line and decent defense defensive players, but not a great defense. And they were a bad team this year. They're about the same team with Geno Smith and the Broncos, who were supposed to you know, be world beaters with Russell Wilson, are one of the best defenses in the league and one of the absolute worst offenses in the league. There's almost no bright side on this team, except for the fact that they don't have their top three wide receivers all healthy. Tim Patrick got hurt before the season and you want Cortland Sutton, KJ Hamler, Jerry Judy, and Tim Patrick all playing. That would be a great outlook. Unfortunately, they don't have that. Uh, They punted the ball 10 times. You don't pay a quarterback $250 million. Have them punt your, your offense punt 10 times in a game where if you bet the under on a twenty. over a 22 point over under you bet the under you would have won that bet the broncos absolutely have an offensive problem and they need to figure it out now otherwise they are going to realize that they are on the hook for a quarter of a billion dollars to a declined asset not a declining asset a declined asset already there now the cowboys barely beat the giants 23 to 16 there was a chance for the Giants to kind of ice this game. They couldn't complete drives in the very end and Cooper Rush ended up leading the comeback to score to go up. And my question is, is Dak Prescott going to get Tony Romo? Is a backup quarterback going to come in? Now, Cooper Rush is 3 and 0. Last year he beat the Vikings in Minnesota. This year he beat the defending AFC champion Bengals and now he beat the divisional rival, the 2-0 Giants. If Cooper Rush keeps playing like this, there are going to be conversations. But realistically, it's no big deal. Cooper Rush is not a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. But what we are seeing, not for the first time, because it's always been apparent if you pay attention. But what's been what's now apparent for the first time ever is that. Dak Prescott was not a quarterback carrying the offense. The offense was a collection of weapons that was carrying Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott's better, but he's also getting paid a lot more money and he's not that much better. To me Dak Prescott is somewhere around the 14th to 17th best quarterback in the league. There was, talk, there was there's been talk of him being top 10 at certain points and that was just there was never a chance that Dak Prescott was going to be top 10 quarterback. Um, But this, even with the offensive line deficiencies, Jason Peters is on the team. He's not playing. Tyron Smith, you know, he's completely out. Lyle Collins is gone. Uh, The center that they had for years is gone. And somehow they're still managing to find ways to put together wins. In fact, the only quarterback on this roster who's lost a game is Dak Prescott in a game in which he scored, I believe, nine points only on field goals. So, like I say, it's no big deal, but Dak Prescott, without even playing, is kind of getting exposed right now. So, those are the overreactions. Overreaction Monday on a Tuesday. Let me know what you think. Be sure to like and subscribe. Comment down below your thoughts and stay up to date on all of our future content.